This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What's lacking in the lives of those who, knowing God's promises, believing God's promises, even confessing God's promises, who should be living a blessed and prosperous life, yet are always falling short of the best God has to offer? Often, they simply lack godly wisdom. Although God's Word is filled with references to wisdom's power and benefits, time and time again, Christians will make life-changing and oftentimes harmful decisions without consulting God, applying knowledge but not seeking wisdom. In today's high-technology world, knowledge abounds, but godly wisdom is sorely lacking. Why? In His Word, God couldn't have made it any easier to find. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who freely gives to all. In this series, Wisdom from the Throne Room of the Father, Pastor asks, What and how important is wisdom? Where does it come from? And how can we best get it operating in our lives? Here's Pastor Ray with today's message on the power of godly wisdom. How many of you agree with me that we need wisdom? You see, knowledge, I was thinking about this today, you can go to college and you can get knowledge. But you talk to anyone who's been educated or been through the educational process, um, really, knowledge can give you, you know, school can give you knowledge, but only experience can give you wisdom. Amen. Wisdom is not something you can learn in an institution, an educational institution. You can get all of the right things to do, you know, or learn proper whatever you're trying to learn, learn the proper ways or the proper things, proper teaching. But really, um, the, truth, the truth of the matter is that applying that knowledge... Because, uh, you know, knowledge is, 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 is gaining information where wisdom is knowing how to apply that information. Amen. You see, and I've seen people with a lot of knowledge, but not a whole lot of wisdom, and they can't really get anywhere. Amen. You can have great knowledge about something, but if you don't have the wisdom on how to apply that knowledge, you can't get anywhere. That's right. Right? That's and that's why you see sometimes people come out of school and, you know, they're going to, you know, they're all fired up, but they don't get very far because they, they don't have the wisdom yet to put that knowledge into operation. And it takes years sometimes, it can take years, of going through life's process, going through the issues of life, uh, you know, that will help you to learn and to gain that kind of wisdom. You can't compare the wisdom of an older person against a younger person. Although I've met some younger people that think they're wiser than older people. I was once there. So were you. All of us have been in that place at some point, whether it be with our parents or a teacher or someone in authority that was over us that we looked up to. We thought we were wiser than them. But the truth of the matter is that you can't be wiser than someone who's been through um, the process. See, you can't be wiser than someone that's been through um, things in life. You may have information, but you don't know how to apply that information. Now, as you, as you w walk out uh, the things that you've learned, 
if you've studied a profession, or you've st studied someone, as you walk, the, walk through that process, you will have opportunity to put that knowledge into operation, but then you're going to have to find out how and when. Uh, you know, knowledge tells you what to do. Wisdom tells you how and when to do it. Does everybody understand that? Big difference. I may know what to do, but I don't know how and when to do it. Because sometimes people have done things prematurely or too late, and they've missed out because they didn't have the wisdom. Uh, so we need wisdom. How many of you agree with me? We live in a very complex society. We need wisdom for our families, wisdom for raising children, wisdom for finances like you've never seen before, right? And uh, so we, we need this wisdom. So in the book of Proverbs, so we're talking about how to obtain this wisdom because God has promised to give us wisdom. And wisdom comes from God. You know, you're not just going to get it from this life. You're going to get it from walking with God. That's where it all originates. That's where it all begins. So in the book of Proverbs, chapter uh, 4 and verse number, uh, well, let's talk about, let's start in the second part of verse 4. It says, uh, chapter 4, verse 4, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Then he goes on to say in verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. It goes on to say that if you get wisdom, wisdom is going to promote you. Wisdom is going to guide you. Wisdom is going to help you. Wisdom is going to protect you. So how many of you agree with me that wisdom is a very important thing for us to have and to operate in? If you're going to make it in this day and this life, you need to have the wisdom of God operating. All right? We talked last time we were together that one of the ways, ways that we can cultivate this, notice that Proverbs says that you get wisdom. In other words, another way we could say it is that we have the responsibility to cultivate or to develop this wisdom in our lives. He says to seek it, go after it, get it. And with it, when you get wisdom, you're going to get greater understanding. That's right. right? With wisdom comes greater understanding. So our responsibility is to get this wisdom. We need to grow in wisdom. So how do we get wisdom? That was the question that I posed to the Lord when I first read these verses. You're telling me to get wisdom, but how do I get wisdom? All right. Well, the very, let's talk about some ways. All right? Last week we said the very first thing, according to the word of God, Psalm 111 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So one of the things that I learned is that there is a beginning to growing in wisdom. And that beginning starts with fearing, which means respecting God. In other words, God is first and foremost and primary in my life. And if you're going to grow in the wisdom of God, the very first place is that I must have a relationship with God where I've given my life and my heart over to him. Can I get a better amen than that? So he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Godly wisdom begins when I turn my life over to the Lord. Godly wisdom begins when I recognize that God is bigger, better, and stronger than I am, and that I can't do this without his help. That's where wisdom, you're a very wise person when your life is submitted to God. But you're a very unwise person if you're still trying to do this apart from God, do this life apart from God. So the fear of the Lord or the respect of God is actually the beginning of the God kind of wisdom. How many of you want, need, and desire the God kind of wisdom? It starts with fearing, respecting, 
honoring and putting God first in our life. You're never going to get anywhere with worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is corrupted. It's the wisdom of this world. It is corrupted and it, gets, it doesn't get anybody anywhere. There's always a dead end attached somewhere to worldly wisdom because it's corrupted. The only true wisdom, the only wisdom that will lead you not only to prosperity and health and well-being and success, but lead you in the pathways of life in general is God's wisdom. We need, I need, you need God's wisdom. And the beginning of that wisdom comes from fearing, respecting, and honoring God. That means God has to be first in my life. Can I get a better amen than that? God has to be number one in my life. Then we talked about, number two, hearing and doing the word of God. So if we're going to, you know, Jesus gave us a wonderful parable in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. He talked about two people that built a house. He said, one took the word, heard the word. He said, he called him a wise man. He said, this wise man took the word, heard the word, built his house on the word. A storm came, the storm beat on that house, and that house could not and did not and would not fall. But there was another guy who heard the word but didn't do anything with the word, and he likened that man to a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the same storm came, but that house could not withstand the effects of that storm. Why? Because that house was built on the sand. What's the sand? Hearing God's word, but not doing it or putting it into operation. If you're a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, you put yourself at risk to, uh, to all kinds of disasters in your life. You can't merely just hear the word. Jesus said someone who hears the word but doesn't act on the word, doesn't do the word, doesn't seek to do and live this word, uh, is like a foolish man. Storms of life are going to come and blow your house down. And often people's, people's houses, you know, the, and when we say their houses, we're talking about their lives and the things that they've, they've done, are, are blown apart by the storms of life. Why? Because they're built upon the sand. They're built upon maybe having heard the word, but not doing the word. See, doing the word takes faith. Hearing it does not. Hearing the word is supposed to stimulate, increase faith, and bring you to the place where you will do it. But hearing the word does not create any faith. It's the doing of the word that's going to create things in your life. You can't just be a hearer. You can't just be one who sits and listens to the word. He said, Jesus said, you're a foolish man. Storms of life are going to come, and your house is going to be blown down. Thank you for that one weak amen somewhere out there in the distance. Hallelujah. So, wise man builds his house on hearing and doing the word. Amazes me how many times, you know, I, I recognize people come to church, hear the word, but don't do it. Hear the word and don't do it. Are you a hearer and not a doer? Or are you a hearer and a doer? Now, don't tell me you're a doer of the word if you're not doing it. Don't tell me you're a doer of the word if you're not doing it. You got to do it. You can't just hear it and say, amen. amen. That, that does, that's not a doer. A doer is someone who's actively, come on, let's, let's define what a doer is, all right? A doer is not someone, hey, amen, I agree with that. A lot of people agree with the word, but don't do the word. And Jesus said, you're a foolish man because the storms of life are going to come and blow you down. Now, when you get blown down, don't come crying to me. Don't come crying to the elders. 
if your house has been, if you're a hearer and a doer, your house is going to stand when the storms of life come. Whoever you are. It doesn't mean you aren't going to have storms. It means the storms aren't going to bring you down. Doesn't mean there aren't going to be some clouds going to gather and rain's going to fall and lightning's going to flash and thunder is going to crash. It doesn't mean that. It means that the storm's going to come, but it's going to blow right over your house. Because you're a, you're a hearer, but not doesn't stop in hearing. You're a doer. My job as a pastor is not just to preach the word to you, but try to get you to do something with the word. So that's why I'm on top of you all the time. But I'm here not only to preach the word, but to try to get you, motivate you to do something with the word you hear. Because it doesn't do any good for you until you actually put it into operation. Jesus said, that's a wise man. So what's a wise person? How do I cultivate wisdom in my life? Fear of God, honoring God, putting God first, listening to the word, and then actively doing and putting into operation what I learn and what I hear and the principles that I learn from God's word. If I don't do the word, I, I'm considered by God to be a foolish person. I didn't call you a fool. Don't look at me like that. God called you a fool. Said you're foolish. You hear the word, but you don't operate it. You don't do it. You don't act on it. Some people have been sitting in church for 20, 30, 40 years, still hearing the word, but still not doing it. And they wonder why, you know, they're always getting blown down. Right? All right. So, so hearing and doing the word is a way that we cultivate wisdom. Another way that we cultivate wisdom is meditating on the word of God. What does it mean to meditate? It means to think about, concentrate. Uh, here, here's a definition for the word meditate. To concentrate, to think about something carefully, calmly, seriously, and for a period of time or for some time. So we're, we're to meditate on the word. I think I said this last week, I'm all for Bible reading. I think Bible reading is wonderful and we should read through our Bibles. But I think that true um, change or help comes when we get a verse or verses and we begin to meditate on those verses. What do they mean? How do they affect my life? You know, that's, that's how wisdom begins to build in your life. Because now you not only know the word, but now the word is in you and it's changed you. It helps you to think differently, look at things differently. And wisdom begins to operate or build in your life. You begin to see yourself operating in God's wisdom because you've meditated. See, one of, the, one of the books of the Bible that we ought to really spend time in, if you want to cultivate wisdom, is the book of Proverbs. As a matter of fact, the opening verses of the book of Proverbs tells you it's for wisdom. It's for the gaining and the attaining of wisdom. So you ought to meditate. And that means just, you know, read it, but, but park on a few verses. Chew on a few verses. Maybe there's something going on in your life that you need wisdom. Go find the verses. Read the book of Proverbs. When you find a verse that starts to address or starts to minister to you in that area of need in your life, meditate on that until you can gain some new and fresh wisdom from God. You'd be surprised when you meditate on the Word of God how wisdom will just start coming out of you. Come on, can I get a better amen than that? So you meditate on the Word of God, you're, going to be, you're not even going to be smart. You're going to be wise. You're going to be wise. Did you hear what I said? You're going to be wise, man. Not a wise guy, but you're going to be filled with the wisdom of God because God's word is wisdom. And when you, when you meditate on the wisdom of God, you, you just begin to become a wise person. And I, see, I don't want to just be smart. I want to be wise. Right? Some people are, are hunting and chasing after knowledge, which is a great thing. Knowledge is wonderful. But if I don't have wisdom, what good is it? 
I want, I want wisdom. I want to be a wise person because a wise person knows how and when, knows how to do it, knows when to do it, knows where to do it. I just don't know about it. I know what to do with it. Come on. Can you give me a better amen than that? So you got to be in the word. Got to meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. All right. So tonight I want to give you these three quickly for the next few minutes that we have. So how are we going to cultivate this wisdom or obtain this wisdom? Well, number four is simply ask God for wisdom. Did you ever ask God? One of the, one of the prayers that I pray consistently and talk to God about is God give me wisdom. I need wisdom to operate in my ministry. I need wisdom over my finances. I need wisdom in my family. I need wisdom, you know, as just a person out in the world, you know, as I'm interacting with worldly people. God, give me wisdom on how to answer the tough questions. Give me wisdom on how to deal with the tough situations. God, I cry out for your wisdom because asking God for wisdom is 100% scriptural, correct, and right. And we as believers, you know, sometimes, like you remember Solomon, uh, uh, Solomon asked God uh, for wisdom. He said, I'll give you anything you want. He said, what do you want? He says, I want wisdom. And he could have asked for riches. He could have asked for power. He could have asked for a, a multitude of things. But he asked God for wisdom. God gave him the wisdom. And with the wisdom came all of the other things that he desired. The success, the money. Solomon still to this day is the richest man that the world ever knew. So with wisdom came riches. With wisdom came prosperity. Um, so... Very simply, one of the ways that we're going to obtain wisdom is we simply ask God for wisdom. So here are a couple of verses. James 1.5 says, very simply, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So what am I supposed to do if I lack wisdom? Ask of God. And he tells you, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to you. In other words, if you ask God for wisdom, wisdom is what you're going to get. Sometimes you've got to hang there for a while. You've got to be patient. You've got to seek God. And sometimes you just get quiet and get alone, you know. Um, you're not going to get wisdom in a noisy world. If your world is noisy, forget it. Because there are a lot of things competing with the voice of God. You've got to live in a, you know, you've got to sometimes just pull back and try to, try to, tone everything down, all the voices and the noise in, in your life, and just sometimes get away and just pray and seek God's wisdom. Some of the greatest um, answers that I've gotten to difficult situations and difficult circumstances is when I just went to a quiet place and just bowed before the Lord and just sat there and worshiped for a little bit and talked to him and just listened. It's amazing what God will speak to your heart. It's amazing how you'll find the answers to some of life's greatest challenges. So number one, uh, I'm sorry, number four, we're, we're talking about asking God for wisdom. In Colossians chapter one and verse nine, it says this, and Paul writes this, he says, for this reason we also, meaning him and those that were with him, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So Paul was actually praying for the church at Colossae for wisdom and spiritual understanding. So we ought to pray. One of the ways that we're going to cultivate or grow wisdom in our life is to simply pray about it, ask God for it. Again, it's one of my, my consistent prayers 
in all of my prayer time is, God, give me wisdom. And, you know, when you ask God for wisdom, one of the things that you've got to couple with wisdom is you've got to slow your life down. Because often we ask God for wisdom and then we just keep on doing what we always do the way we've always done it and we expect to get a different result out of it. But one of the things that I learned is that if I'm going to pray God, pray to God for wisdom, then I'm going to wait until I know that I have the answer from God that I'm seeking. And the way I know if I've got the answer from God is that I go by the peace in my heart. Does everybody understand that? Amen. Bible teaches us, let peace be the umpire. Let peace be the judge. Let peace rule and reign in our hearts. So I follow after peace. If I have two things before me, a decision to make and two ways that I could go, I have to follow the road that gives me the greatest amount of peace in my heart. That will be the spirit of God. All right? All right. So here in Ephesians 1.17 says... Um, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul, again, is praying that God would give the church, at Ephe uh, the church of, Ephesians, of the Ephesians the spirit of wisdom and, uh, and revelation. So one of the ways that we're going to cultivate wisdom, very simply, is that we just ask God for it. And um, sometimes I've seen people make the most unwise choices in their life. And I wonder how much time did they really spend talking to God about that decision? You know, how much, I can see it, how come they can't see it? Amen. You know, how, how can they make a decision in their life without really spending time with the Lord and consulting and praying until they get the peace in their heart uh, or until they get clarity? And it's amazing, there have been often times when I've, I've been able to talk to somebody before they've made a decision or they've done something and it's amazing how once they have slowed their life down and spent a little time with God and prayed and asked God for wisdom, that they would come back and say, thank you, Pastor. I, I, I realized that that was not the right choice and the right decision to make. You know, God gave me peace about not making that choice or making a different choice. It's amazing. It's amazing. God will give you unbelievable supernatural wisdom if you'll just pray and just ask him. And then just be patient and wait until you know the right thing to do. Sometimes, sometimes wisdom, can I, can I go this way? I hope I'm going to get to my other two points before I run out of time. But sometimes wisdom is doing nothing. Why do we always think we have to do something? Sometimes wisdom is doing absolutely nothing, but just doing what we're doing until we have greater clarity and greater peace in our heart. So sometimes the wise choice is no choice at all. And there's nothing wrong with that because we get under pressure sometimes because we think we have to, you know, we have to come up with it. I don't get pressured. I, I stopped getting pressured a long, long time ago. I used to live in a pressure cooker because I thought I had to make a decision right now. I had to do this right now. No, no. Sometimes it's better to just wait until you know. And you'll find out. You'll, you'll save yourself a lot of trouble uh, if you just cool your jets and wait on the Lord for a little bit until you get clearer understanding or greater revelation uh, before you make a decision. Can I get a better amen than that? So pray and ask God for wisdom. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.